No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today, we see how Solomon wisely prepares to build the temple for the Lord. It's a great lesson in how God blesses good planning and preparation. We hope you'll join us as Pastor Daryl continues in 2 Chronicles chapter 2 on Simply the Bible. A great project requires great planning and preparation. Solomon had a great project before him, the building of the temple. Because it was the temple of the Lord, God had a say in how it was going to be built. David had set aside many materials for the project, and now it was Solomon's job to move forward and begin the work. We continue in 2 Chronicles chapter 2. Then Solomon determined to build a temple for the name of the Lord and a royal house for himself. Solomon selected 70,000 men to bear burdens, 80,000 to quarry stone in the mountains, and 3,600 to oversee them. Now the key to understanding Solomon's heart in all of this is in verse 1, that Solomon was determined to build this temple for the name of the Lord. Solomon knew that it was for the glory of God, and therefore it had to be great. It had to be right. And he was also, at the same time, building a royal house, a palace, for himself. Now, this would require a great labor force of those bearing burdens, quarrying stone, and also those who would oversee them. Verse 3, Then Solomon sent to Hiram, king of Tyre, saying, As you have dealt with David my father, and sent him cedars to build himself a house to dwell in, so deal with me. Now Hiram, the king of Tyre, had been friends with David. Tyre was a Phoenician port situated on an island off the Mediterranean coast. It was north of the white cliffs that marked the northern border of Israel, and specifically in the tribe of Asher. We know from 1 Kings 5 that Hiram sent his servants to Solomon to congratulate him in becoming king and no doubt to seek good relations with Solomon as he had had good relations with David. In turn, Solomon sent his servants to Tyre asking Hiram to deal with him in the same way that he had with his father. Behold, I am building a temple for the name of the Lord my God to dedicate it to him, to burn before him sweet incense for the continual showbread, for the burnt offerings morning and evening, on the Sabbaths, on the new moons, and on the set feasts of the Lord our God. This is an ordinance forever to Israel, and the temple which I build will be great, for our God is greater than all gods." Now, it seems that Solomon wanted Hiram to know right up front that this was for a noble purpose. This was for a temple for the name of the Lord God, the God above all gods. And to him, they would burn the incense, they would bring forth the offerings, and thus it had to be right. It was 
for a good purpose. And I, I think that there's wisdom in that because when you are getting people involved in a project, it helps them to know what the project's for and so that they might believe in that project and get on board with it. But who is able to build him a temple since heaven and the heaven of heavens cannot contain him? Who am I then that I should build him a temple except to burn sacrifice before him? Now Solomon understood that this temple, as glorious as it would be, would be insufficient to contain God. How can you contain God who is omnipresent? And of course, David wrote about this in Psalm 139. If I should go to heaven, you are there. If I should make my bed in hell, you are there. You can't escape the presence of the Lord. And thus we will say, well, we're here in the presence of the Lord today uh, at our worship service on Sunday. Yes, that is true. But you were also in the presence of the Lord when you were yelling at your kids in the car on the way to church or arguing with your wife before you left the house. You were still in the presence of the Lord. And we need to be aware that we are always in the presence of the Lord. We need to be conscious of that fact so that whether we're at church or at home or wherever we're at, we know that the Lord is present and he's watching. Verse 7, Therefore send me at once a man skillful to work in gold and silver, in bronze and iron, in purple and crimson and blue, who has skill to engrave with the skillful men who are with me in Judah and Jerusalem, whom David my father provided. So David had provided some skilled men, but Solomon knew that he needed even more skilled men, and that's why he was reaching out to King Hiram. Now the temple that would be built was to glorify God, and it was to be a beautiful house, and that required the most skilled craftsmen. Solomon would write in Proverbs twenty-two twenty-nine: Do you see a man skilled in his work? He will serve before kings. He will not serve before obscure men. And so Solomon, seeking out those who were skilled, went to King Hiram to get the best people he could to build the house of the Lord. After owning acreage for over 16 years, we are now preparing to build on it. And I am a firm believer in hiring those who are skilled to do the work, those who are the professionals. It's a great project when you're working for a great God. And while we don't want to be extravagant, we do want to do it right. We want the finished product to reflect the beauty and glory and excellence of our God. Verse 8, also send me cedar and cypress and algum logs from Lebanon, for I know that your servants have skill to cut timber in Lebanon, and indeed my servants will be with your servants to prepare timber for me in abundance, for the temple which I am about to build shall be great and wonderful. Now the fragrant cedars of Lebanon were famed throughout the ancient world. They were very old trees with hard, beautiful wood, that was excellent for construction since it was resistant to decay and insect infestation. In payment for your woodcutters, I will send 100,000 bushels of crushed wheat, 100,000 bushels of barley, 110,000 gallons of wine, and 110,000 gallons of olive oil. Then Hiram, king of Tyre, answered in writing, which he sent to Solomon, because the Lord loves his people, 
He has made you king over them. Now, David had told King Hiram that his son was going to be the one to build the temple. So King Hiram had already a heads up, you might say. But this is very honoring what he says here. It is honoring of the Lord. He says, because the Lord loves his people. It is honoring of Israel because they were the Lord's people. It is also honoring of Solomon because he said that God had sent Solomon to them because he loved them. So Hiram also said, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel who made heaven and earth, for he has given King David a wise son, endowed with prudence and understanding, who will build a temple for the Lord and a royal house for himself. So he gives glory to God as a result of all of this. And now we don't know if King Hiram was a believer or not. He lived in Phoenicia, which was an idolatrous country. But evidently he was impressed with David and with David's son, Solomon, and with the temple that they were building, and even with Solomon's wisdom. And you know, this is what Jesus told us to do. He said, to let our light so shine before men that they will see our good deeds and glorify our Father in heaven. And, and this is sort of the way it went down as Solomon is reaching out to King Hiram saying, look, you're the best at cutting down the timber and we need your skill. And also showing him that this was a very great project he was involved in for the Lord. And so King Hiram was obviously impressed and said, blessed be the Lord God of Israel. That's the kind of witness that we should have among those who are unbelievers. And now I have sent a skillful man endowed with understanding, Huram, my master craftsman, the son of a woman of the daughters of Dan, and his father was a man of Tyre, skilled to work in gold and silver, bronze and iron, stone and wood, purple and blue, fine linen and crimson, and to make any engraving and to accomplish any plan which may be given to him with your skillful men and with the skillful men of my Lord David your father. Now therefore the wheat, the barley, the oil, and the wine which my Lord has spoken of, let him send to his servants and we will cut wood from Lebanon as much as you need. We will bring it to you in rafts by sea to Joppa and you will carry it up to Jerusalem. And so we see that King Hiram is on board. He thinks it's a good deal. He wants to be part of this project. He would send this skillful man, an artisan, Huram, who was the son of a Israelite mom who was from the tribe of Dan. And his father was a Phoenician from Tyre. And he was skilled in working with metal and wood and linen and therefore he would be the one to do all of this fine work. And he said, okay, send the wheat, barley, oil, and wine that you have agreed to give to us, and we will cut all the wood from Lebanon that you need. We will float it by rafts on the Mediterranean Sea to the port of Joppa, which was the only port there in Israel. And then King Solomon's servants would take it the 35 miles from the port of Joppa to the building site in Jerusalem. And so in this project, God would be using both Jews and Gentiles, which is significant because the temple, although it was to be built 
by the Jews. It was to be a light for the Gentiles. God's purpose in building the temple was that all of the nations of the world could come and worship him. And so how appropriate that it would take both Jews and Gentiles to build it. Then Solomon numbered all the aliens who were in the land of Israel after the census in which David his father had numbered them. And there were found to be 153,600. And he made 70,000 of them bearers of burdens, 80,000 stonecutters in the mountain, and 3,600 overseers to make the people work. Now these were foreigners who lived in Israel, and so Solomon was putting together a conscripted labor force, and of these 153,600, 70,000 would be bearers of burdens, that is, that they would be transporting the wood and the stone, 80,000 would be stone cutters, 3,600 would be the overseers or foremen, and then over all of these, there would be 250 Israelite chief officers, according to chapter 8, verse 10. Clearly, it would take a great labor force. There was a great amount of planning and preparation to put together this great work for the Lord. Now, there is no longer a temple built with human hands, but we as the church are the temple of the Holy Spirit. And God is bringing together those who are both Jews and Gentiles to worship the Lord. And God wants us to work together to do our best, because whatever it is that we do, we're ultimately doing for His glory. Therefore, let us do whatever we do with all of our hearts and with excellence, always seeking to give God our best. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. For more information about our church, please visit our website at calvarytv.org. To listen to previous episodes, go to 941thevoice.com or check out our iTunes podcast. Tomorrow, we will see where Solomon builds the temple on the site purchased by David along with making all its furnishings and utensils. It's a glorious place to worship the Lord. We hope you'll join us as we continue in the book of 2 Chronicles on Simply the Bible.